Hi, and welcome to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are Katie and Beth, PAs and doctors of medical science, and we are here to help you get into PA school and then get through PA school. We want to be the two people here for you every day and through every step of the way, your mentors that guide you through this process so that you can finally start living your dream career. We are so excited to meet you and connect with you and help you to finally get into PA school and then get through PA school. Before we get started, we just want to drop in and encourage you and lift you up. We know how overwhelming this process can be, and just keep going. Every single day, take one step closer to perfecting your application, to strengthening your application so that you can get into PA school. Do you feel overwhelmed or stressed or not sure how to even begin? We totally understand. We get it. We've been there and we've seen so many candidates either delay applying to PA school or run out of time and rush through their application or worse yet, make big mistakes on their CASPA application that cost them an interview. Through our years of teaching at PA programs, we have seen applicants make the same huge mistakes over and over again, and we don't want that to be you. If you dream of becoming a PA, we want to help you achieve that dream. We want to be the two people that are there for you. We want to be your mentors to help you, and without wasting your time, money, or emotional health. You can absolutely become a PA, and there's no such thing as a perfect application. It's all about making sure you don't make the mistakes we've seen and making sure you do the things that make you stand out from the crowds. We will teach you exactly how to do this in our application to acceptance course. Check it out in the show notes or go to go.prepaclinic.com slash course. Again, in the show notes or go.prepaclinic.com slash course. And now let's get to today's episode. So today we're talking all about PCE, or patient clinical experience. We get tons and tons of questions from pre-PA students or students who are starting to research the PA field, thinking this might be the way they wanna go, about what type of patient care experience is best, what they should do. We'll get DMs every day saying, hey, you know, I got offered a job as a patient care tech and a nursing assistant, which one should I choose? Which one is going to look better for PA school? So today we're gonna talk about all about PCE and really the things that you should be looking for. First off, the job title doesn't matter as much as the clinical duties. So when people say, hey, do you think being an EMT or being a phlebotomist would be better for me? You know, I say, it's not really about the job title as much as it is about the clinical duties. So for something, example, like an EMT looks really, really good on your application because EMTs will do things such as, you know, take vitals, administer oxygens, do medications, blood glucose, maybe even intubation, all those type of things, right? So very hands-on clinical duties. A lot of MAs, depending on where they work, also have a lot of hands-on clinical duties. So they'll do things like give injections, they will set up spirometry, maybe they do UAs and pregnancy tests. RMAs actually do venipuncture and take the blood for our labs, do swabs, all these type of things. So again, it's really, really hands-on clinical duties. So when you get a job offer, for example, hey, you can be a patient tech in the ER or you can be a nursing assistant on this floor, you really need to ask, like, what are the actual duties? And look at the job duties and really figure out which one you think is going to be more clinically relevant. Because the more clinically relevant experience you have, the better it's going to look. And it really just makes sense because, for example, scribing. Now, I love scribing, and a lot of schools will say scribing is really good clinical experience because you really learn the medical lingo, right? You learn how providers do physical exams, how they take a history. You learn documentation. You learn testing, what tests to order. You learn how to put in results. And so and just by seeing a lot of CBCs and seeing a lot of x-rays, right, you, you actually learn a lot. 
But there are some schools that don't accept scribing as PCE because you're not having any hands-on duties with your patients, right? So scribing again is really, really scribing. So some of this does vary depending on which school you are applying to. But again, we wanna go for most hands-on clinical duties. So if you DM us and say, hey, should I be a nursing assistant or a PCE tech or an ER tech or an EKG tech or whatever it is, we say, look at the job duties, right? So things like vitals, again, injections are gonna be really, really important because these are things you're gonna to have to do as a PA, right? So as a PA, we're gonna teach you how to take vitals. We're gonna teach you how to give IM injections versus sub-cubes, right? We're gonna teach you how to intubate. We're gonna teach you how to do EKGs and put on EKG leads and read them. We're going to teach you how to do joint injections. We're gonna teach you how to do lumbar punctures, central lines, all these type of things that we're gonna teach you. So if you already know how to do a lot of these hands-on clinical skills, you're gonna be so ahead of the game. So not only does it make us think, wow, they've got a lot of great clinical skills, but it's also gonna set you up for success when it comes to these courses, right? So if you already know how to suture when it comes to your surgery course, maybe that's something you don't have to practice as much or you don't have to study as much because you already know about the different needle types and the different thread types, et cetera, and the sizing. And that's gonna free up more time for other things. So again, anything you can learn before PA school is gonna be really, really good. But if you really wanna stand out in your patient care hours, you've got to have those clinical hands-on duties. And so for something like an MA, for example, an MA at a dermatologist's office might have a lot more clinical duties than an MA at a pediatrics office. You know, I don't know. So we have a good idea about what MAs do, but it's really going to be important when listing your clinical experience on your CASP application that, again, you put those clinical duties in there first, right? We don't really care so much about the front office work, you know, calling patients, checking people in. Um, that is obviously necessary. We couldn't do without that in clinical practice. But when it comes to actually, you know, shining on your PA school application, we care less about that and we care really, really more about about what type of clinical duties you have. So a lot of schools don't accept things like pharmacy tech, for example, um, for clinical hours, because you don't have a whole lot of clinical duties. They might not accept things like behavioral techs um, as well when you're, when you're talking to patients and not actually having clinical duties. But if you're like a dietitian and you're writing plans and you're doing physical exams and you're checking glucose levels, you know, that's gonna count as, as clinical duties. So again, when you're thinking about what patient care, you really need to focus on what your duties are gonna be. The second question we get asked a lot is, do I need a certification, right? And there are some things you need a certification for. You cannot be an EMT without a certification, right? You can't be a nurse without a nursing license and a certification, okay? So there are some things that you need certifications. But there are a lot of places like MA, for example, you could get a certification or a lot of patients will hire you and just train you up as an MA. So which one is better, right? And obviously, you know, certifications always look good. There's a place in CASPA where you can put your certifications, if you're BLS certified, if you're MA certified, if you're phlebotomist certified, because certifications just mean you meet the minimum requirements, like you've had to pass some kind of test and some kind of, um, you know, clinical duty checklist type thing. And so, you know, we say it always looks good. Is it necessary? No, that there are a lot of jobs out there that you don't have to have a clinical certification for, but it does look good on your application. So if you are early in the process and you're like, what kind of job do I want this summer? We'll get certified as a phlebotomist or get certified as an MA or a CNA, something like that. And the next summer, maybe, you know, take it up a notch. So if you were, you know, phlebotomist this summer, then say, okay, well, next summer, I'm going to practice a little bit more skills and I'm going to get my EMT, right? Or I want to get my MA license or start working as an MA so I can get different clinical skills. So if you're starting out really early and you have time, definitely try and find, you know, different jobs as the years go by. And that way you have a, a different variety of clinical experience. So if you've only worked in primary care, well, maybe get a job, um, you know, as an ER tech in the ER, right? If you've only worked in specialists like dermatology or asthma and allergy, then maybe get a, a job in internal medicine. So vary the type of jobs you get 
and then vary the type of experiences and, and the setting. So have you worked in a hospital? Have you worked inpatient? Have you worked outpatient? That type of thing. Again, the more varied your experience, it just makes you seem like you have a, a lot of knowledge and a lot of clinical experience and that's gonna look good. One thing with this though, is you don't wanna jump around too much. And so we totally understand that like, you know, during the summer you get a job and then maybe you only work part-time during the year. And then maybe next summer you get a different job. Totally understand that. But you don't wanna jump to a different job every two to three months for, you know, three or four years because that makes us feel like maybe you're having trouble at your jobs. Maybe you can't keep a job. Maybe that there's some communication problems or some problems with coworkers. So you don't wanna jump around too much, but it's totally fine to switch jobs and switch experiences. And we expect that, you know, we expect you to want to get different experiences and different specialties and different settings in order to make yourself a well-rounded candidate. Thank you so much for listening to Where the White Coats Come Off. We are so happy you are here. If you want to make your application more competitive by having a patient care tech or medical assistant certification, check out the show notes. We have teamed up with a company that specifically works to help certify pre-PAs in their patient care experience hours so that you have a more competitive application. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next time.